Leader Talk. 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 Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Dawson. Welcome to Leader Talk. This show is proudly brought to you by Brainiac. Each week, we are meeting with incredible leaders from around the world to discuss all things leadership and business insights. Each person coming on this talk show has given up their valuable time for one very clear purpose, and that's to give back to small and medium businesses. When you're a small or medium business, the idea of scaling up can sound costly and actually scary at times. So it is super important to understand and identify when your business is ready to grow and how to do this most effectively. Today, my co-host, CEO of Peerlight, Gus Sariantu and I are fortunate to chat to our guest speaker, Pratik Tucker. Pratik is a founder of Teslify, a popular pre-employment talent assessment tool and founder and CEO of WebZoli, an outsourcing and offshoring consultancy. Pratik is here today to share his expertise and teach us all how to start and scale up our businesses. Welcome to the show, Pratik. Thank you so much, Natalie and uh, Gustav. Uh, it's really a pleasure to share screen with you guys. Uh, you've been doing some uh, incredible work, uh, and I was, I was listening to a few podcasts that you did in the past. Uh, really good job. Uh, really happy to be here. Thank you, Pratik. Thank you for donating your valuable time from Israel morning right now for small and medium business around the world. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Gustav. We're so excited to learn from you today. And like with all our guests, Pratik, we have your two questions that we've got ready for you, your two fun questions. And our first one for you is what is the best advice you have ever received? Uh, Be on time. Number one. uh, why? Because uh, advice, uh, usually like, you know, uh, I was reading a, a book, okay, uh, about uh, Japanese. And the time is so like, you know, important when you do business or anything. So that like, if you show up on time uh, in meetings, it really means a lot to the person who is, uh, who you're doing meeting with. Uh, it helps you build credibility, trust. Uh, uh, somebody can actually count on you. So uh, my father always like, you know, taught me uh, this is the most important thing that you have to do as a businessman uh, that has helped me and you should follow. And I've been following this for a while, uh, maybe like 10 years. And it worked like charm. Okay, this is number one piece of advice that I take very seriously. And it came from my father. The second one, uh, what I feel is uh, uh, sometimes like, you know, when you are in business, uh, there are ups and downs, right? Uh, Sometimes uh, you have workload and you want to like, you know, tear your hairs out and feel depressed uh, because you're overworked. Uh, But you have to keep that positive mindset. Uh, so I usually like to take like a break of one hour in the evening, which is very important. That's my ritual. Um, uh, because, uh, this advice actually came from one of my friend, uh, when I was like, you know, overworked, stressed, and I was actually taken down to the emergency room because of a panic attack. Um, uh, 
so this ritual started. So every every evening I go for a walk with my wife. So that is the time where we talk, we share our like feelings. Uh, this is this is like a self time, which is important for everyone to actually be more productive in their work life. Uh, so that has worked really well for me. So these are like two pieces of uh, advice. I think uh, everyone also should follow. I think it works best in your personal and professional life as well. Absolutely. How important is it, like you said, just to take out, and you say one hour, when you think about it, it's not a lot out of a day, but that's all you need to come back a better person, right? It's, it's important. Like, you know, think about it. We are surrounded by devices, okay, even though – my wife is also working remotely and she's managing my my company Websoli and um, uh, she is the similar uh, work hours as me we don't get to speak with uh, each other uh, during the day because we are busy, busy with meetings now how do you remove some time from your schedule if you will be at home probably won't be speaking right if you have a ritual that you go out every single day now you get time to speak with each other. You share what happened today. What are the important things that you want to discuss on personal level? It be, uh, possibly after end of the walk, we go for a coffee. Like you know, that is amazing thing we do because it makes us happy, and that is the most. Uh, I think I wait for that time uh, every day. That's what I would say. Uh, once you try it, uh, you you'll know what I mean. It's such great advice for everyone listening. And your other question we've got for you, where, well, this might be the answer, where will we find you when you are not at work? Okay, so uh, walk is number one thing. Uh, but uh, the second one, I would say, I like to say, uh, I, I like to do two things, right? Uh, if I am not working, so either I sit in my balcony, uh, looking at the sky sometimes, and drinking my tea or coffee, or second, I like to sit in like a tub well, for one hour, 30 minutes. So that's something that, you know, I'm trying to separate myself from devices uh, whenever I'm like uh, not working. Uh, that enables me to think creatively, uh, relax my mind. Uh, I think that's what I do. Fantastic. And Pratik, before we go on, you know, to have our chat, can you tell all our listeners a little bit about yourself and your businesses? So we've got Teslafy and Webzoli as well, if you can, please. So uh, I'll start with Webzoli. Uh, so we are, so it started with a digital marketing agency, which was started a few years ago. And before COVID came in, we actually um, uh, became like an outsourcing uh, firm. Now we are helping over uh, 100 companies uh, hire remote talent in digital marketing, sales development, customer support, dev uh, web development, app development. Any niche you want an employee, we can help you uh, get hired. And it will be at least five times cheaper than your local uh, cost. So this is like kind of a big value. If you're from US, you're spending probably $5,000 for... Uh, for a graphic designer, for example, I'll get you something in $1,000. So that's the kind of difference you have when you are outsourcing. And this is this is what we do in WebZoli. Um, if you want to learn more about WebZoli, you can contact me and I'll share more details. Uh, the So second business is Teslify. 
Teslify is a talent assessment AI platform, which enables HR reduce 75% of, uh, of their time in screening those candidates. Um, so we, you know, HR has like pile of resumes, uh, hundreds of resumes they have to go through. Uh, so we created an AI tool, which enables them to do that automatically and find uh, the best talent for them. Uh, so here it's like hire the best. It almost predicts who to hire uh, with data. So you, there is no guesswork. There is no like, you know, uh, something that you do guesswork while hiring. Uh, it's completely data driven. This is what we do at Teslify. But it sounds great, doesn't it? I remember when I recruited for a content writer and it was only on, it was only, the ad was only out there for two days and we had 300 applications. And that is even we trying to switch off some of the, you know, the mandatory things. But yeah, going through 300 applications was a task in itself. So that sounds really awesome. Because I have taken maybe over 5,000 interviews in my lifetime or... Uh, this was the biggest pain point because I'm into outsourcing, right? So my somebody uh, is looking for an XYZ position. I have to uh, find that person, right? Uh, and then I interview, screen. This was the biggest pain point. Like, you know, again, I was guest working because I don't know about JavaScript. And how do I interview for JavaScript? Uh, so this has uh, really helped us, firstly. So that is helping more companies now. So this is what we're trying to do. Fantastic. Uh, look, we've got so many things we do want to ask you, Pratik, but what we are finding, you know, we have lots of discussions every day with people who have brilliant business ideas, but they don't actually know where to start. So we kind of want to pull this conversation right at the very beginning. For all our listeners out there in this very similar situation. They've got this idea. They don't know where to start. What do they do? Have you got advice for them? So they they know what they want, but they don't even know where to begin. You've done it clearly very well twice before. What advice would you have for them? Or maybe maybe if I could, <clears throat> maybe if I could, Pratik and Natalie, just to put a bit uh, a more sharp context on that. I'm sure. It's not just happening one day that you wake up and decided to build a product with an AI to be able to screen resumes, data-driven resumes. Maybe the idea can come in a in a day, but to actually build a product from an idea. Uh, what do you do that next morning? Like, who do you contact? How do you start? And then also, how do you remain on the course? Because I'm sure it's a lot of challenges. This is uh, the most important part of... Uh, so let me frame it like this, okay? Ideas are cheaper, right? Uh, we get so many ideas. Uh, Nat, you get ideas. Guess you get ideas. I get ideas. Um, but the problem uh, with non-achievers versus achievers, sorry to frame it like this, there's one thing common amongst achievers and who are successful because they're action takers, right? All of the ideas die in your mind. Uh, and people who are successful, they execute, okay? Doesn't matter if they will be successful in that idea or not. They have more failures than success, but uh, turns out they will, uh, let's say they have 10 ideas, they will implement on it, and two ideas will work for them. 
and this is what will make them millennial or billionaire, for example. But uh, we self-doubt ourselves and keep our ideas in mind of whether it will work or not. So mindset, uh, in firstly, believing in your idea, whether it is something you can do or not. Uh, and usually, like, you know, when people have idea, they have two mindset, um, whether to actually, would that be a profitable business or not, right? Um, will it work? There are a lot of self-doubts, um, fear of failure, and that's why 99% don't execute, Okay. Now, if you think that this is a good idea and it can actually change the world, there are two questions that I ask myself, whether it is something that I'm passionate about and whether that can generate revenue. Okay, if these are two things in like a checkbox for idea, then I will execute, okay, for my personal opinion. If I'm not passionate about it, I'll probably give up in like few weeks, few months, few years. But any successful business take at least three years or 1,000 days formula that I, I, I say, uh, you need 1,000 days for being successful at anything you do. Um, so I would say executing is everything. Now moving forward with uh, what you said, goes. what should they do if there's an idea and if they want to execute, okay? Uh, today's... Um, we are in 2022, right? We are not in 2000, 1990. We don't. Have, we have so much. Easily buy a domain name. Go to GoDaddy.com or any other site you know. Buy your store. You have an opportunity to create a store or create your own, like you know, shop uh, with just merely twenty, thirty dollars. Uh, it's crazy. And you said that I don't know web development or I don't know how to build a website. Google it. There are tons of videos on YouTube. You put your one hour, you can build your website yourself. You don't need to hire somebody else, right? Now, not everything will be perfect when you start, right? Uh, you will start with something basic. Uh, let's say you want to sell a product uh, that you're making at home, maybe a candle, uh, candles. There are a lot of homemade candles, soaps, um local businesses uh, do. Maybe you're a teacher teaching online. Um, uh, I know a lot of uh, uh, e-commerce store. There are a lot of customers who are into e-commerce who will hire us for customer support. So what they did was like, you know, there are, they are not, they didn't fear for Amazon to uh, be there as a leader. They still have their own shop and they're still making revenue out of it. And they are successful, right? So executing requires you to actually plan what are the things required to start, okay? So brand name, logo, website, product itself. Uh, once you have that, then comes the marketing. Uh, how do you market yourself? Uh, then comes SEO, advertising, social media, uh, reaching out to networks, emailing your friends and network you already have. These are the kind of things that I will focus on. Uh, um, if you are into like consulting or servicing a service business, then I would say like uh, start something for free. Offer them like you know uh, free service for one month and ask for their testimonial uh, video. Possibly, uh, it's more powerful. So building that trust initially is important uh, for anything you do in business. For example, if you go to Teslify and you look for Teslify reviews on uh, G two, you will see. 
uh, 4.9 ratings on G2. This is where like people build trust, right? We have uh, to date around 33, 4, 34 reviews on G2 alone. And there are other platforms we have reviews on. We have video testimonial. Now, this, how do people know that whether I should, uh, Goose or Natalie to trust me, right? You, you heard Tesla Fry from me, but there is like, you know, you need a proof that you can trust me or not. So you go to online and you check for proof. So if, if you see enough testimonials that can assure you uh, that we can solve your problem, probably you will try. Uh, and this is how it works in any business. So these are like, you know, key things that I will look at to start in a business. I want to ask you as well, uh, at the start, you say, if it's, if I passionate about it and it have some logic, it will generate revenue. Then I will execute it. Now, the question to you, passion is not stick with one body forever. Like, like, uh, I, can I, can I say this accurately that to, you know, passion about a thing, unless you have a higher purpose, can easily change throughout your, uh, you know, process of building things. Now, what do you do to keep the passion alive when, when you also said not everything will be perfect when you start? And uh, for a lot of people, uh, everything is passionate when it looks beautiful, but the minute you start to see Fault. Amazing. I have some. Uh, I have something to say here, and that's like a formula for achieving success in your business. Okay. Firstly, when you have that idea in your mind, you're excited about it. Okay. At that moment, you feel that you can do it uh, because that won't be consistent while you're executing it. You will feel low. You will feel depressed. You you want to you want to give up in few weeks few days probably because you have no customers right and that is the point right every business closes in like first three months now how do you uh, bypass that okay firstly uh, to keep up that uh, passion and motivation whenever you start something take 1000 days challenge okay so when i was starting out linkedin or when i do my business or when I invest in something, I said, I'll invest my 1000 days in this consistently. Okay. Now this is the announcement I do to the world, right? Uh, when I was posting on LinkedIn, I said, I will post regularly for 1000 days. I will show up every single day, no matter what, if I, even if I'm in hospital, I'll still post or I'll make somebody post on behalf of me, but I'll do it right. Show up every single day. Similarly, in business, if you are committed for 1,000 days, you said like after 1,000 days, if it doesn't work, I'll give up. Okay, but this three, this 1,000 days formula has worked incredibly well because you commit to yourself and you don't give up before that. Uh, you said more day. Okay, even though you are depressed, I have 1,000 days commitment to give it to my business or my idea or my passion, and you work for it. Now, being committed and Consistently showing up is not enough for 1,000 days. Commitment is like, you know, addition to it is optimizing every single day. So let's say you did something today. Imagine you complete one bigger task or, or have you read Eat That Frog? Uh, so every day I have a task. Um, that's a bigger frog that I have to eat, right? Uh, what do I mean by that? 
for my business Teslify, I have one big task every day. So think about after 365 days or 1000 days, I have completed 1000 big tasks. Big task, I mean, it takes three hours for me to complete. Okay. Now imagine how many hours you've added to your business and how much it is optimized now. So you are actually planting a seed and then putting water every day to make it grow. And eventually after three years or 1000 days, it will be something that will yield fruits. Uh, and businesses like something similar. And when you said like, you know, you probably give up in three months, when you plant a seed, there's nothing coming out for at least two months. So don't give up. Uh, and fruits come after like maybe six months or maybe one year. Uh, so this is how exactly business works. It's a really interesting way of looking at it. Can I just want to ask, because I, I, on your LinkedIn, you, we're going to go into your LinkedIn a bit later on because you do a phenomenal job on there. But I pulled a quote from there where you were quoted uh, recently in the Global Indian and you were saying, I have seen many failures in my life to understand that without failing, you cannot expect success. Failures are my best friends, I say, because when people are like, you know, worried about failing, I'm not. I failed in so many things in my life and I'm proud of it actually uh, because I tried. Uh, there are a lot of people who didn't try um, and maybe that experience has helped me succeed in some of the things that I'm doing now. Because let's say when you fail, uh, there, there is one thing, you it happens to you. Once you stay grounded, okay? Uh, second, you learn. Uh, so... Either you fail or either you learn. No, sorry. Either you succeed or either you learn. That's what I would say. Uh, so uh, I think we should take uh, failures as like uh, really part of the journey. If you want to be successful, be used to it. It is. It's okay to fail, isn't it? It's just pick up and move on. We learn no from one it. In, there is no one in the world who has not failed in anything. We all do. Uh, people don't accept that. Maybe that is a problem uh, i publicly accept like you know yeah because uh, it's it's take any entrepreneur who is successful uh, they have failed multiple times uh, and that's fine i think what the issue is there is a lot of the time we see the success of a person but we don't necessarily understand the journey they were on to reach that success so you know we see we see you now you know you're running to wonderful businesses but we don't see all the hard work, you know, that you've put in to actually get to where you are. And I think that's where people then go, I want to be just like Pratik. But, you know, there was, like you said, you admitted there were failures along the way. There were challenges and it's okay. And the problem many people face, whether it's uh, when they're owning a business or when they're building a business or when they work for someone, when they say, I want to be like Pratik, most people want to be like Pratik in the site that is glamorous, you know, the success. No one want to be like Pratik, the four o'clock in the morning waking up, trying to execute the ideas. And no one want to actually, like Pratik, only having a break for one hour. Well, Pratik do not say you have 10 hours break in 24 hours. You only say one hour. Most people want to have the six hours break and not executing the ideas, but want to have... Two companies. You, for example, 
so yesterday night i slept at like uh, 5:30 in the morning and we had this uh, webinar at 10 uh, so i had to wake up at least at 9 to freshen up and uh, have some coffee so i just had like 3 hours of sleep right uh, or 3 3 and a half now i didn't i didn't feel like getting up okay but there was a commitment that i made to you and to myself that i want to be here uh i want to add some value so this is what it takes uh usually like you know 99 of per- 99% of people would either cancel uh won't show up reschedule uh if they were uh something similar in something similar situation but this is what it takes to be successful you have to show up you have to meet your commitments beyond time these are basic things that we all know we all know the only problem is are we disciplined enough or committed enough to uh, achieving what we want and there is only one thing that stops you from being successful it's yourself like you know how badly you want it like i I feel that I'm drowning in water I want to come out that's how badly I want success and that's why I'm succeeding Isn't it interesting Gus if predicted and tell us we would not have known that in our uh chat yesterday in preparation for today we, that you were only had 3 hours sleep because you did amazing <laughs> so and and this is this is the the part that I uh you know let's talk for example the topic uh of work life balance for example and i always say no one will be able to understand work life balance unless they have a balance of purpose and actions because if someone want to be and i remember this clearly about 15 years ago i interview a, a young guy that want to enter my business and he said i want to be the ceo of the organizations and i said when in 3 years time And I remember I asked this guy this question. I said, "Do you have a girlfriend?" And he said, "Yes." And I said, "How many times you see your girlfriend?" Well, I'm 27, so so I see her three times a week and plus weekends. Okay. Do you read a book? Uh, well, I don't have time because I play cricket. Okay. Uh, do you have any degrees? Yeah, I got one degrees. Okay. And I said, "You have no chance because the CEO that you talk about." have not only two degrees 25 years in advanced corporations and the learning and i'm not talking about anything yes there is a uh, there is a story where people actually open a new business and in a matter of one year they elevate successfully yes there is a case like that but in most cases it's what exactly what you just say to be successful you need to understand how badly you want it and if you want it badly then you don't talk about the 3 hours sleep if you don't want it badly then you will come back and say how can i build this business because i only sleep 3 hours i mean someone that just about to open a noodle shop they need to actually go to the market at 2 o'clock in the morning you have to do to whatever it takes to be successful whatever it takes correct and you put that into most people that work for someone or most people in corporations to ask them to do what you do pratik the word work life balance will not exist there's one more thing that i would like to add and it's funny right everybody is uh, 
attracted to this glamorized world of entrepreneurship and they feel that we are making tons of money and we are living in paradise and having amazing holidays with the, the instagram like kind of world but the reality is we work our uh... <laughs> so the point is uh the point is it's not something that uh, it's for everyone okay uh, we probably work uh, more than our normal 9 to 5 uh, maybe sometimes 14 a 16 hours uh, so it's it's very important to understand what's going to what's it's going to take to be into entrepreneurship or business uh, is this something that you are ready for at least 3 years i say when i was starting out for 3 years you have to dedicate a lot of time lot of hours you have to compromise on certain uh, elements or certain things that you're doing every day uh, so yeah gusto you said right like you know if somebody wants to be a ceo of a company it takes there's a price for everything let's say like this absolutely sacrifices all sorts of things gus can i just ask before you go on out of curiosity is that person a ceo now Did they ever uh, make it? No, we we oh, we didn't okay. hire the person. Just uh, curious we, to see after 15 years. I didn't hire years. the person not because of uh not because of anything. Uh and this is mind you this is 15 years ago. So That's what I thought. My, I thought were they that driven? Because if you're that driven, sometimes you know, you you yeah, yeah, and, you can get there. But I I I wish him well. He could be a CEO now for a successful company. But uh, the context that I want to say is uh you cannot arrive with the word balance if what you want is not accepted with the action you want to do like i mean you can you, you can't do that so uh, pratik just uh, on another angle you know netfully open up this little talk by uh, advising our audience that uh, what we will learn from you is about how to scale up our business now scaling up our business come with a different areas you know you can't just scale up a business but i want to touch a particular topic about scaling a business that i think you uh, as a business owner and a founder of a international company do so well how do you scale up your brands effectively when you are still small you know so when when we're talking about scaling up it requires a lot of effort but uh, uh you know you mentioned about linkedin for example or social media you know like uh, let's just put an example i'm a uh, natalie this is six o'clock almost six o'clock here so time for dinner i'm a noodle shop owner in melbourne <laughs> right no one knows about me like what should i do where do i start to be able to be like you where you have thousand and thousand followers in your social media watching your business supporting you How do I get so, that on my example, noodle? Let's let's go to noodle shop idea or restaurant that you mentioned. Okay, if I was noodle shop idea, uh, sorry, restaurant in your uh, uh, neighborhood, I would have done things differently than what the other people are doing because I know marketing, I know branding, right? Uh, maybe that would have given me more success. The reason is like you know, firstly, you have to create that noise, right? People like to. buy from people who are successful uh who are like famous and people know so it's it gives them credibility uh, so branding is equal to credibility 
how much they can trust you. The, the, the more trust uh, people have, the more brand you have, right? Today, we have a possibility of internet. Uh, thanks to social media, we can actually promote our businesses for free. You can reach out to like, you know, thousands and thousands of people on internet today. In previous, like two decades ago, it wasn't possible. You have to do like print ads on like newspapers and stuff, radio, uh, but it's easier than ever before. Now, how do you do this? Okay, so let's say you open a business. Uh, you're you have a, you're a restaurant owner, or a, you have a salon, uh, hair salon. So I saw I see a lot of videos on TikTok or Instagram. They so whenever do they do a haircut, they record a video, and before after, like you know that creates wow. Like I also want it. Then one, once people see this, okay. Uh, they want to go and book appointment with that guy because he did an incredible job. So how do you show people what difference you can make the, in their life? For example, you're making a noodle, right? Uh, you're a restaurant owner. And every day, let's say you have a commitment that you'll post one video on your Instagram and TikTok. While you're making a noodle and something new dish, right? You make it. And you say, like, this is how we do it in 30 seconds, right? And order for if you want to order, uh, just messages or here's the link. When people are watching it, it like, you know, they feel hungry. They feel mouthwatering. They feel that they want to satisfy their soul uh, with this uh, bowl of noodle. Now, next, there are a lot of tattoo artists uh, on uh, TikTok, Instagram, right? Um, there are a lot of real estate, uh, real estate agents uh, who show amazing properties uh, and say, like, this is like, this is what two million dollar house can get you. This is what hundred hundred thousand house can get you, for example. And they they give you a tour on like TikTok for thirty seconds. It's very very powerful. Let's come to B2B side of the things when you're into consulting or services. Firstly, deciding where is your audience. For B2C kind of business, your audience is mostly on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And for B2B, I would say your audience is on uh, LinkedIn, uh, maybe on Twitter, uh, but not uh, 100%. Uh, so for me, when I was uh, starting up my business, I said, where is my audience? Where So... Finding out who's your target persona is important. What they do during the day. So, for example, my target audience go to, go to his job, uh, opens a computer at 10, and then, like, you know, maybe clears out his email, then go to LinkedIn for a few minutes. And then, again, uh, he's uh, reading something on Twitter, so making journey of that prospect, how it looks like, and then actually targeting that prospect digitally through email campaigns. So he's, he's reading emails at 10, send him an email at 10. If he's on Twitter at 12, so say, show him an error on uh, Twitter at 12. Uh, if he's on LinkedIn, uh, message him on LinkedIn or like post regularly on LinkedIn so that it shows up. So this is the kind of like map that you have to draw. Where is your audience? What you want to do? Uh, how you want to reach out? This is very crucial. And just an important tip. If you do it like once a week, it won't work. Okay. It won't work. Any big influencer or any big business posts at least two to five times a day. Uh, 
so if you want to be an influencer if you want to be successful business owner if you want to create a brand for yourself or your company you have to show up every day uh, on social media as well because algorithm algorithm also favors you and also when they see you every single day automatically you create that uh, brand why we why we know coca cola so well why we are like you know why we choose coca cola over any other uh, soft drinks why we go to mcdonald's and not any other burger place uh, because they have hammered us so many times and they have created a bigger brand right apple every you, you see apple everywhere uh, that's the kind of like you know uh, uh, hammering that you have to like uh, in a positive way of course uh, people should know you you need to show your face every single day that's important can i can i be a devil advocate around here pratik uh, thank you pratik for that advice but i'm a noodle shop owner here i don't have time to learn how to do tiktok or linkedin uh, what what's your advice to this common statement from many many startup many many people that have a small business that they already not only they sleep only three hours to even think that they need to learn new tools i think i would say close your business if you don't if you can do whatever it takes to be number one close your business uh, it's it's not for you because there are certain things that you have to do no matter what if you want to be like a popular noodle place in your area you have to stand out there is cutthroat competition people will beat you in no time you if you create a brand then it's possibly that you will survive your competition and how do you create brand this is what it's going to take if you can do it hire somebody else for you to do it there are a lot of social media Uh, there is a lot of lot social media agency that you can hire uh, that they will do it for you maybe a few hundred bucks a month but it will happen but this is what's it going to take um, uh, let's say for example marketing is uh, something that people feel they kind of pray for uh, customers to come they won't come by praying or like you know uh, oh god please help me give me some customers no Uh, you have to go to customers you they should see you they should feel you what you're doing they should build a awareness uh so yeah it's important even though if you don't have time uh hire somebody to do it for you it's like when you hear someone say you know i hope i get that job you know the immediate response is you shouldn't be hoping you need to be out there and making sure you get that job there's no hope how do you do it this is there are a lot of things to do it right let's say i applied for a job Uh, or let's say if i want to be in a seat uh, like into in an interview with a hiring manager because 250 resumes are like you know submitted for each job application okay and only five people actually end up in front of hiring manager why they did something different than others don't didn't don't do right now let's say if i was in your place i would have reached out to every single person in that company to recommend me to be in that job because each and every high tech they give you a referral bonus if you bring anyone from your network uh, so they will be happily like passing on your resumes to the hiring manager this is an extra effort that other people don't do 
I I say this all all the time that give an extra effort that what people are not doing, and that will help you stand out. Only thing you should remember when you're building a personal brand or a business, how you can stand out. This is the question that I I ask myself. What is one thing extra that I can do that others won't do? And that will separate me from the competition. Yeah, even when I was hiring, it reminded me, I was sorting through another time when I was hiring, sorting through everything. And you know what stood out? It was this particular applicant's cover letter. Personalized, took the extra effort to address the criteria in the cover letter. No one else did that. And for me, that was like, wow, they invested half an hour to an hour of their time. That's the worker that I need someone with that commitment. And it's going that extra little bit. Exactly, exactly. How do you stand out? How do you do something creative that you will like, you know, be on the top of the list? Uh, this is so like getting hired is like the last thing, right? It's something that uh, hiring manager will decide. First goal is to get a call from a uh, recruiter for five minutes interview and then actually sitting in front of hiring manager should be your goal. And how to do that? There are things that you can do. There are a lot of videos available online to help you get there. Uh, so you're right, Natalie, 100%. It's great. And can I just like, because I want to go back to the scaling up. For people listening, Gus, you know, you brought it onto the, uh, the topic of scaling up a business. For the listeners out there that are in the position where they're not really sure if they're ready or not or what to do, how do you, is there a point in your business where you actually know, like there's indicators that tell you that you're ready to scale up. Is there such a thing or is that just wishful thinking? How do you know when you're ready to actually scale up? So firstly, uh, there's a simple thing that I did when I was starting out. Firstly, have that first customer, okay, number one to start. Having that first customer sometimes take a lot of time. Uh, So when I reach number 25, uh, on the customer list, I feel this is time to scale. Now, this happens only if you add team members, right? You cannot uh, you cannot do it alone. You need amazing people to support you uh, long term. So, people is sometimes uh, also a business owner make mistakes. They hire cheap talent to support their business. It's not something that any successful company would do. Hire the best. Okay, why hire the best? It's also something that you do for your business because they are the ones who will take care of your customers. If you are, if they are not the best, probably the, that customer will go away in one month uh, because they are not giving their uh, the talent uh, or skills that customers require for for them to stay with you. So scale your team uh, after I would say 20, 25 customers you have. This is where you can decide uh, what extra activities, extra employees that you need to grow. And then you put some budget for marketing, uh, add extra channels in marketing. For example, you were doing social media, start doing like SEO, start doing advertising, uh, uh, invest more time and maybe hire a marketing agency who can do something for you uh, while you're focused on your business if you don't have time. It's brilliant advice. And what about then, Pratik, you know, you've obviously taken your business globally. Like, you know, it's not, you're not just in Israel. Uh, You can name some of the countries in a second, but are there any lessons you've learned? Like you've scaled up. Are there any lessons you've learned that you can share with actually doing that? 
going globally and not just from your location? So the best part about uh, uh, today is, uh, again, uh, we are into technology world. There are no borders, uh, right? Uh, you can work for any company in the world or you can actually do business with anyone in the world because we have payment system. We have technology to communicate. Uh, if you are into like uh, digital economy, which is more on like tech side of things, uh, where if you can work from computer and provide your product or services to internet, world is your place, right? Uh, if you're a software company, you can sell it to anybody from USA to Australia. Uh, that's how the world is. So for me, uh, because think about it, if you are a business owner, in uh, in uh, Australia, uh, in Sydney, for example, you have a noodle restaurant or a noodle fast food uh, outlet. How do you scale it? How do you take it to like you know global level? Uh, maybe your franchisee model will do like how KFC, McDonald's are doing. So have that vision in your mind while you're starting your first shop. I want to have my shop globally. That's how you are going to make uh, millions because you cannot make millions with one outlet, right? You need to multiply. So it's numbers game. The more you do, the more you earn. Uh, so that mindset would also help. Uh, yeah. You make it sound easy, but <laughs> it's a, it doesn't, Igas. It kind of sounds easy with that mindset. If you don't believe in your mind how you're able to achieve it, you should at least vision uh, what you want to do. Even though you don't reach to that level, you'll be close enough. And I think I think I agree with what Pratik said. If uh, in anything we do and in the context of business, if your vision is far, you can create the right foundations. Because if you want to end up like KFC, then even your menu to start with is not come up with a thousand different menu on your noodle shop maybe because you want to make sure that you do five menu the best in the world because to franchise it, it is the, that's just a, I'm not a restaurant owner by any means, but I think. Amazing thing what uh, Gush mentioned is um, firstly building, like let's say you have one outlet, right? You one shop. Build a process, uh, decide, have that end vision in mind that you want to be like, you know, fast food chain, okay, globally. Decide on your menu, build processes, build recipes. Uh, all of the processes uh, should be that easy that you can replicate. Uh, you don't need you to be involved. So if you are able to do that with one shop, you can do it with thousands. Uh, so that's the idea behind like scaling a business, I would say. And in any business, um, let's say you are an agency or you have a product, what first three years goes into is building processes. This is the biggest uh, time taker. Once you have that process in place, things, things run smoothly, right? Really smooth. Uh, and then you can replicate what you're doing in marketing, sales, uh, or customer support. If you have that documentation, the process in place, that's uh, that's something helps yeah. you scale. And I think when we're talking about scaling up, a lot of our listeners do work, say, in construction, plumbers. They're really heavy on the tools. And we've had these discussions before, and I'm curious to hear your take on it. You know, when you're scaling up, there comes a point where you actually need to take that step back to actually oversee the whole management. If you're constantly working, working, 
I mean, you know, there is no work, we'll talk about work-life balance, but there becomes a point where you need to oversee the whole process. Would you agree, Pratik? So tell me, let me tell you something. The, uh, uh, this niche is more of like word of mouth, okay? It, they won't trust your website. It's more of like, you know, my friend recommend this guy, okay, plumber or uh, door fixer or whatever things we need for our daily uh, uh, fixing things, okay? Uh, now, what I recommend people if they are into that specific business is every every day, two hours dedicate for doing work for free as in free trial, okay? Because let's say it's it might be $100 of your cost, but Think about if you don't have anything to do, at least invest that time. It's a service that you're doing for someone, right? Think about next time if I go to Natalie for fixing her uh, shower, okay? I did it for free first time. And I was nice. I was polite. I was humble. And I did an amazing job. And I didn't charge anything, okay? Because it was first time. Automatically, whenever there's something to fix next time, Natalie will call me. Okay. Also, on top of it, Natalie will give her friends, oh, this guy is so awesome. He did an amazing job. He didn't even charge me for the first time. Uh, Rook is like very trustworthy and you should try it too. So next time your friend has some problem, that guy will be called. So that's how you can scale, right? Uh, that's how you can find your first customer. Uh, dedicates, maybe if you don't have two hours, one customer a day for free. It will go a long way. So in 30 days, you will do 30 customers. In 365 days, you do probably over 300 customers. That will, like, you know, multiply because word of mouth. You don't have to do social media. You don't have to do anything. It will, uh, it, you will make money. I totally, uh, I totally agree with what Pratik said. I don't know how many people I, I recommend. But when we say give your service for free, give your knowledge for free. It's not actually free because when you give, you receive. Whether it's receive in branding, receive in acknowledgement, receive in experience. You know, if you are a young plumber, giving free, then the expectation of someone that actually receiving the service is less, allow you to also fixing complex things. Uh, but there's so much thing when you give for free. There is one thing that I yeah. want, want to add, Gush. It's, I think, very important for the audience. When I moved to Israel, uh, I was very, uh, because I came from India, uh, I think ten, nine years ago, something, and finding a job was challenging. And the uh, only thing I knew that was, I was into digital uh, world. I was doing a PPC in India. So I knew about, like, building websites and stuff. So um, there was a group, uh, Facebook group. I said, like, I'll build a website for free. Uh, so people reached out to me. I built like six or seven websites. And I asked, like, I'll build a website for free uh, for you. Uh, they were local businesses. And I said, only one thing that I need in return is uh, your video testimonial for one minute. Okay. Now, this not just helped me gain more and more businesses afterwards um, uh, for my freelancing, uh, or side hustle, it also got me first job full time in Israel because Israel is super expensive to survive, right? Uh, so this is this is something that I did myself, and this 
piece of advice came from my father. So first question you asked me, Natalie, what is the best piece of advice I got for business perspective is give value for free. Uh, they should know what it is, like how the service looks like uh, before they even buy from you. And automatically that helps in building trust. Uh, that helps in like, you know, recurring customer. So, yeah, it worked for me many times and it works for everyone. If you go to any software company online, they give you free trial for 14 days, 7 days, 30 days. Uh, maybe in your local space, there was an, maybe when Uber was launched, uh, you have taxi services right now from your app. So when they were launched, they gave you like a uh, few dollars to try for free initially. And that's how it works. Uh, so people don't share this, but uh, I think uh, this is very important uh, to give it a try for your specific business, whichever business you are in. And I think also for yourself, when you give for free and, you know, and not expecting anything back, it is actually, it, it builds you as well. It's so lovely to give, you know, and then when, so it's, it's twofold, you're giving, you're building yourself and making yourself feel really great when you give to others. And at the same time, you are scaling up and getting, no one asked you, you know, those testimonials, whether you got paid for those that work or not, but they would have been brilliant testimonials that helped you scale up. Uh, it separates you from the competition. You can go to other customers. Say, I worked for this specific website. Here's the testimonial of the customer. And that testimonial will be more powerful because the customer who is doing it, he feel that he has to do something in order for uh, them to pay you right so they will put an extra effort to make the testimonial more beautiful uh, more interesting so that it can they can help you grow and all of the customers i worked with initially for free they they were actually so happy to give me that testimonial that are the best testimonials that i have in my life so this free testimonials are more powerful yeah there's a strong message there for our listeners isn't there gus Really strong message. For example, if you are a noodle shop owner, give at least 10 pieces of uh, 10 bowl of noodles every day for free to local uh, uh, places. Put coupon like one noodle free uh, in like, you know, in their mailbox uh, or do an advertising. Let them try your noodles. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that, Pratik, because we there was a local chef uh, during COVID that had started cooking and we purchased some, you know, some food from him. And when he got, when uh, my husband went to pick it up and he came back, we actually got a container of rice for free, like with it. Now, it wasn't much, okay? It wasn't much, but it was just that little bit. I went, oh, wow, how nice. You know, and you remember this one container that we were given extra, and it's just that, you know, doing that little bit more. And there's one thing else extra you can do whenever they, somebody buys from you, given like a $20 coupon uh, for next purchase. Okay. This is, uh, so they will be like, you know, that helps you get recurring customer. If you are a local B2C or local uh, business owner, uh, if you are like, you know, manic or uh, uh, salon, uh, and if they're paying $100 for first visit, for example, give them like $25 coupon for their next visit. So they get a discount, so they will come back uh, because they have this coupon with them. And uh, this is also something you can do. Pratik, because I think this is a really powerful message for small and medium businesses, especially when they want to stand, you know, uh, set themselves apart from others. 
you're quoted and everyone, you know, we spoke about your LinkedIn. You have over 180,000 followers. So I suggest to the listeners to actually have a look and have a look at the wonderful job you're doing on there. But one of the things that I took off there uh, earlier was you wrote, Defreshers, work for a small company where where we can make a difference rather than working for a big company where you make no difference. So I, whenever I worked in a company, I worked in a bigger organization and smaller. The amount of experience. Uh, so when you're building out your career, what you what number one thing you need is more and more uh, learning from specific uh, things you're doing in your uh, profession, right? Let's say I'm, I was into marketing. If I'm working in a big corporate, I will be given one responsibility, okay? Whereas when I'm in a startup or a smaller company, I have multiple things doing in, going in marketing. So I have experience in all of these areas that help me become a business owner I am today. So if you want to grow faster, uh, only things separates from corporate. Corporate is not bad, like, you know, bigger companies. Uh, but you are like, you know... Um, a small dot in an ocean, whereas uh, yeah, you make a difference in a smaller organization by contributing in several different uh, activities and you get experience from the, those activities so you can learn fast. That's the idea behind like working for a startup. Uh, so if you are like, you know, hungry for success, you want to grow fast, I think startup is your place. It's a great message. It really is. I saw that and I said, I'd love to ask you. So really... Um, strong message. And I'm looking at the time, Gus, we've actually run out of time, Pratik. So I'm going to hand it over to Gus to wrap up the show for us. Thank you. Uh, Pratik, thank you so much for sharing great ideas to our audience. Uh, Very generous of you. Uh, I'm taking a few notes here. So we'll take a few minutes to just read the key points that I think will be beneficial for our audience. You started by saying, Ideas are cheap until you take actions and execute it because we all come up with ideas. Someone that uh, able to take actions and execute it is the one that uh, make it a difference. Uh, when you are passionate about your ideas and have the understanding that it will generate profit or revenue, then execute it because you probably will be successful. Not everything will be perfect when you start, but stay on course. Build trust, not only on your products, but also on your brand. Get as many online testimonials just to start with. Be committed in your idea and actions. And you explain to us about your 1,000 days commitment. I I think I like that, 1,000 days commitment. Natalie, we start this leader talk 360 days ago, so we still have another 900 days to continue. And it's, uh, I agree because we remember day one when we start our first podcast, we're losing sleep about it. To be successful, we need to show up, be disciplined, and understand how badly you want that success. And I think I like that. Do you really want it badly or you just want it? That's the difference. Branding equal to credibility your credibility build trust and trust invite customers if you're not ready to take your business to be number one i love this one if you're not ready to take your business to be number one then just close your business 
And to be number one, you need high actions, sacrifice, and commitment. When you give, you receive. So give your value or service for free often in building your brand, position, and separate yourself from your competitor. Pratik, thank you so much for your insight. Thank you, Gus. Uh, there's one thing before ending I will say to everyone. We All of these things we discussed, mostly everyone knows these things, okay? When they hear it, they realize that they know this, but only difference from successful to somebody who is not is one thing. They're acting on it. Okay, uh, so all of the things that I shared, they've read in books or they learned from their parents or their mentors, but they're not executing it. So go go now and execute it. Ask yourself, like, how badly you want this thing and make it happen. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And if you need something from my end, if you have any questions, feel free to reach me out on LinkedIn and I respond to each and every messages I get. Uh, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Pratik. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. For more information on Leader Talk and for some great resources to help your business grow, check out brainiac.com.au. Bye, everyone. Leader Talk. 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 Leader Talk.